It's the great day of the Lord. Let's talk about it. Praise the Lord. Welcome to Wednesday Night Bible Study. On behalf of our senior pastor, the Reverend Paul G. Higgins, and all of us here at the Master's House, we welcome you. Uh, so glad you tuned in to continue our uh, study, or a- actually it's our third part of our Minor, minor Prophet series. And we're going to finish up the last four uh, Minor Prophets here in these next four weeks. So, uh, but before we get too far along in the um, book of Zephaniah, let's go before the Lord in prayer, asking God to have his will and his way. And, and if you have a prayer request, you can uh, click the link below in the description or email us at prayer And we will definitely lift up your knees before the Lord, asking the Lord to come in and minister. So, Brother Hal, thanks for uh, being here with us today to share your words on Zephaniah. But if you would now this, uh, take us for the Lord in prayer, God's perfect will. Praise the Lord. Oh, dear Jesus, it's so wonderful to study your word. For it is a firm foundation for our life. We thank you, Lord, that you, in your might and power, preserved this wonderful word through thousands of years. Though the enemy of our soul would have destroyed it, eliminated it, you have saw to it that we are blessed by your word even today. And we thank you for that, oh God. Bless every single heart that's listening tonight, that's watching this presentation. May your anointing be upon every one of our minds as we look in to the word of the Lord. We ask these things in your precious name, Jesus. Amen, amen. I like what you said right there, Brother How that God has uh, uh, preserved his word he has. throughout all these years that we can go back and we can read about a prophecy from Zephaniah here that talked about not only things that were happening then but things that are going to happen in the future Indeed. as well oh yes so let's read a little bit about Zephaniah let's just get right into verse one right here it says the word of the Lord which came unto Zephaniah the son of Cushai the son of Gedaliah and the son of Amariah the son of Hezekiah, in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah. And uh, one little interesting note right here, here in this very first verse, is that uh, Zephaniah uh, lists four generations, four generations back. Right. Typically, uh, if you read some of these minor prophets and even the major prophets, here they've only listed maybe two or none at all. We don't know any background on some of them. And here, Zephaniah goes back four generations. And so it's just kind of a significant thing, really, to kind of point out right here. You know, uh, perhaps uh, because his father's name was uh, Cushai, people tend to suspect that Zephaniah was of a mixed ancestry, uh, including of of the Cushite uh, bloodlines. In fact, uh, Zephaniah twice mentions the Cushites or the Ethiopians. Yes. Uh, in his short prophecy here, and we're only talking three chapters. So in his short prophecy here, maybe there's some Cushite roots. We don't, we don't really know. You know, it's wonderful to, that uh, this lineage was provided here because uh, it, the lineage was a very important thing to the Hebrews for lots of reasons. And all the, the property, all of the things, they were very detailed in what they uh, mm-hmm. provided so that everybody understood this is the reason for these things. And this is what 
belongs to God. This is what belongs right. to God's people. And so uh, his father, Amon, and his grandfather, King Manasseh, they just let sinfulness and idol worship just run rampant through the, the nation. Mm-hmm. And, and it didn't care about anything. It seemed like they didn't have any ethics or morals. I mean, it was just, let's have a party of religion, you know, right. because they let everything happen. But fortunately, uh, Josiah started listening to the Lord, started seeking God. Well, he was, he was eight years old, right, when he became king. Yes. And so it, it, it maybe took him a little bit of time to get going. And so maybe that was right around when Zephaniah started prophesying that maybe Josiah started, started stepping up. Sure. And, and no doubt he had some tutors that, mm-hmm. you know, got out the word of God because finally and ultimately the word of God was read in public. Right. <laughs> right. Wow. Did it ever make a difference when the word of God came on the scene? And this is what happens when God's word is proclaimed. Not only is it sharper than a two-edged sword and convicts us of sin, and aren't we thankful that the Lord convicts us of sin? Where would we be without this conviction and the knowledge that we need to repent? And, And he's so merciful. But the word of God is not only that, but it's powerful and motivating and inspires us to do the right thing. Yeah, and Zephaniah's prophecy here, it is pretty straightforward. And oh, it is pretty yeah. hardcore, if you will. Um, and I think the intentions of it was to motivate them to repent, motivate them to know uh, the judgment that's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and again, you know, so this is during the, the reign of Josiah, uh, for the most part, that Zephaniah was prophesying. So Zephaniah pronounced God's judgment on corruption and wickedness, and, uh, but also his plan thankfully, to restore Judah. You know, he spoke here in in Zephaniah, he spoke of the coming day of the Lord, which you're going to hear, you know, quite a few times, the day of the Lord, when sin would be punished, uh, justice would prevail, and a remnant of the faithful would be saved, which is the remnant. (laughs) That's part of the group we want to be a part of, right? Indeed. (laughs) Yeah, so so this term, day of the Lord, so Zephaniah doesn't give, you know, uh, too many details about this day, but he does speak of its fearsome consequences oh, of yeah. this great, terrible day of the Lord. And he calls the people, at the end of the day, he calls people to seek the Lord. Yeah, it, the great day of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, as we get into some of the descriptions here, it, definitely he yeah. is talking yeah. about the last days yeah. and the things that are going to happen, not just those present times right. that, that were going on. So as we read, we find we have some good news <laughs> and we have some bad news here yeah. Yeah. in Zephaniah, the first, first chapter in the second verse. I will utterly consume all things From off the land, saith the Lord, I will consume man and beast. I will consume the fowls of heaven and the fishes of the sea. Think about the dimension of here that we're talking about here. Now, obviously, all the fishes of the sea weren't consumed. So we're talking about some time in the (laughs) the future. Uh, 
a dynamic time like has never happened ever before. And the stumbling blocks with the wicked, and I will cut off man from off the land, saith the Lord. I will also stretch out my hand upon Judah and upon all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and I will cut off the remnant of Baal from this place. And the name of the Chemarums, I believe that's how that's pronounced, with the priest. Now, this obviously is a depiction of the great day of the Lord, the coming of the Lord in the last hour. Yeah. And, and, but just like, and of course, in Revelation, when we get there, uh, the Lord saw to it as he revealed that to, to John, that he was much more detailed. Even though there's a lot of things that aren't explained, it's much more detailed. We begin to see, and he describes the sounds of things. He's, mm-hmm. He describes what it looks like. I mean, he, he, he gets down to it. Uh, but the good news here, <laughs> Jesus us, is coming back. Yeah, give us some, give us some good news, <laughs> you know. Because, yeah, we want to be a part of the remnant at the end of the day, because that's where the good news falls upon is upon that remnant. But let's, let's keep reading here in Zephaniah, verse 12 here. It says, And it shall come to pass at that time that I will search Jerusalem with candles. I, I really like this point right here, searching Jerusalem with candles. Yeah. You're not hiding from the Lord at all. He is no. going to look under every rock, under every stone, and his judgment is righteous. And it will, shall be righteous. And continue on there. And punish the men that are settled on their lees. I like this phrasing right here. It basically means that they're, they're complacent. Right. And they're complacent because they, um, they say in their heart, man, look at this. They say in their heart, the Lord will not do good, neither will he do evil. So they are completely just, you know, living in their own life, doing their own thing. You know, and I keep thinking about how often we can get in that habit. We live in such, we have such a finite, you know, information at our, at our fingertips, right? And we don't know what's coming. We don't know what's going. And we think we just kind of go through the motions and all of a sudden we get so complacent, so easy. And this is a reminder right here that even though we're talking about the great day of the Lord here, I need to not be complacent today. And I need to serve the Lord the right way. Yeah. And it's so easy to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... Some of these things that we read in the Bible, my, they really stretch our mind. And unfortunately, some people just cast them aside. Oh, it's just a fairy tale. Does it matter? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not, well, it may happen, it may not. Uh, who, what it is. And, and, and oh, the Bible is just a, a book of real nice sayings, poetry, things like that. Or terrible sayings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they might say it was terrible sayings, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. Why, why do I want to read that? Until they just stop and start to really listen because the, the Word of God is powerful. You know, I thought it might be significant to mention also that Zephaniah, the name mm-hmm. Zephaniah, comes from a verb that means hidden by Yahweh from evil, mm-hmm. or another way to say it, treasured ones. Yeah. And as we read, we will discover the two facets of this prophecy. Uh, in Zephaniah, 
the first chapter and the 14th verse, the great day of the Lord is near. It is near and hasteth greatly. We do need to pay attention and ask God to touch our faith and open up our understanding and remove the veil from our eyes that we can see that the Lord has been trying to get people to realize he's coming back for a long time and he gradually has unfolded things. Yeah. And, but we live in a time that we can see just exactly how some of these things will actually happen. Mm -hmm. When we look at the book of Revelation, we could see, well, this is the real deal. It's really going to happen. Even the voice of the day of the Lord, the mighty man shall cry there bitterly. On to the 15th verse. That day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of wastedness and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of the trumpet, an alarm against the fenced cities and against the high towers. Oh, wow. Seth and I didn't have the book of Revelation, you know, mm -hmm. to read and all that. And whatever God chose to reveal to him in a little more vague terms, the fact that there is going to be something very significant, you know, that happens on the face of the earth. And we can see the pieces of the puzzle starting to come together right now. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be a day like no other. It will come as a thief of night in the night for the unbeliever. The unbeliever is not going to be aware. But God, just like he's doing for thousands of years, he's, he's, he's not going to let us be blindsided. Yeah. Uh, he, he will help us know what's going to happen when, and even when it's going to happen. He's going to tell us, don't be fooling around. And once again, we get to that, that, that hidden by Yahweh from evil. Yeah. And that's, that's a profound message that, that the Lord wants us to know. He is not going to forsake us. Yeah. He's going to let us know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, we, you read these, the day of trouble, distress, a day of gloominess, a day of clouds, thick darkness. You read all this, and that should just put fear in you. Yes. But it should be like, okay, this day is coming. I need to prepare. I need to do something. Wake up. I need to yeah, wake up. <laughs> And uh, here in Zephaniah 2, it's kind of what, uh, what he's prophesying right here. He says, gather yourselves together, yea, gather together, O nation not desired. Talking, talking about Jerusalem here, talking about Judah. Before, verse 2, before the decree bringeth forth, before the day passes as the chaff, before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you, before the day of the Lord's anger come upon you. Before. So since we don't know the, the exact time, we, no. we know we can see, tell by the seasons, but we don't know the exact time. You, but we know what before means. That means right now. Yeah, right seek, now. Seek him early, right? Isn't there another in the book of Psalms? Seek him early while yes. he may be found. Praise the Lord. And that is what, Man, if, if I've heard so many messages here lately that come across the pulpit on Sundays, they're saying the exact same thing. Gather together. Yes. Seek the Lord. The, the, yes. the, our senior pastor is telling us to saturate ourselves in God's word with prayer. 
And uh, that's exactly what we need because we need to seek him early because these kind of days are coming before the anger of the Lord come upon you. Uh, continuing on in verse 3, it says, Seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth, which have wrought his judgment. Seek righteousness, seek meekness, humility, if you will. It may be ye shall be hid right in the day of the Lord's anger. Talk, just there like you what go. you said yeah. right there, right, Brother there Howell, right? There it is. And, you know, when I think of meekness, I think of the fruit of the Spirit. If I'm seeking meekness in my life, and one of the fruit of the Spirit is meekness, you know what I need? I need to have that Holy Ghost deep inside my heart and oh, all the yes. crevices of my heart and all oh, aspects yes. of my life. I need to have the Holy Ghost leading me and guiding me and moving me. And when we're talking about not being complacent, there, you know, I, I was reminded back there in Second Peter uh, verse 1 and 5 where it said, Add to your faith yes. virtue and virtue knowledge and knowledge temperance and, and temperance patience and then godliness and brotherly kindness and then charity. You know what that tells me? As, as a believer, as a Christian, serving the Lord for how, however many years, there's still more steps for me to go. I'm still growing in the Lord. I still need to be improving. And I need to be not complacent, but keep, keep striving to serve the Lord the best I can and add all these virtues. Yeah. And when do we finally grow up? <laughs> you know, how, right. how, how, how do we know we've, we've made it? Uh, you know? The longer I serve the Lord, the more I realize I, I got more to grow. Yeah. I got more to feel from the presence of God. Right. And that scripture you, you mentioned there in Second Peter, you know, that's the way the Lord puts the pieces of the puzzle together. And to think that the problems that come our way are, are meant to discourage us. Like in this devastating time that we're reading about, it wasn't intended for those things to defeat, discourage, and remove all hope from the people, but to gather in, like you mentioned, yeah. seek the Lord. It's time to get closer to God yeah. and have him open up your eyes so you can see where we're going here. Mm -hmm. And he's a light to our pathway, even in the midst of all that darkness. In Zephaniah, the second chapter in the 11th verse, the Lord will be terrible unto them for he will famish all the gods of the earth and men shall worship him, every one from his place. So God is setting things up so that they'll worship him, not mm -hmm. all of these other things that they covet upon the earth. Even all the isles of the heathen, it says, the Lord is getting people's attention. He's getting people's attention today. That's what's so marvelous when we're studying all of the, these prophets, you know, Ezekiel, Isaiah, Micah, and the ones we're doing now and mm -hmm. uh, going to into the minor prophets. The Lord has always had a purpose of getting people's attention. Wake up every tribe and every tongue in the whole earth. And the Lord did say he would pour out of his spirit Spirit up on the whole earth. So it's not time to be consumed with affairs of this life. It's a time to seek the Lord, just like you said. Time to seek the Lord. Yeah, and then in Zephaniah 3, here it says, Woe to her that is filthy and polluted to the oppressing city. She obeyed, talking about Jerusalem here, she obeyed not the voice, 
She received not correction. She trusted not in the Lord. She drew not near to her God. And this is just another example how uh, the Jews at this time, they just, they were privy to God's word. They were. They, they were that chosen people, but they rejected it. And the Lord, let me not reject your word. If I'm sitting in a church house today, let me not reject your word. Let me be obedient and faithful unto it. Well, you know, so glad that God is faithful. Yeah. He doesn't give up on us. He doesn't give up on anybody. And if anybody's out there watching this today thinking that there's no way. I, I've, I've done so many things that God probably gave up on me. Nope. God is God. He's not given up yeah. on anybody. He's faithful even to the end. Zephaniah, the third chapter. Now, here we have that second Mm-hmm. Second part that's coming in uh, that we talked about earlier. Therefore, wait ye upon me, saith the Lord, until the day that I rise up to the prey. For my determination, he's saying, here's what I'm trying to do, is to gather the nations that I may assemble the kingdoms to pour upon them my indignation, even all my fierce anger, for all the earth shall be devoured with fire and my jealousy. You know, the fascinating thing about this, and it just warms my heart, in the midst of all of this degrading sinfulness and rebellion of the world, you want to be the one. Believe me, we want to be the one that holds on and allows the promises of God to blossom in our heart. Yeah. Exactly. We, we, we want to be those ones. And then as we continue on here, you know, here that comes that promise. Uh, verse nine says, for then I will turn to the people. Uh, I will turn to the people a pure language. It reminds me of a heavily language when we talk pure language right yeah. here. That they may uh, all call upon the name of the Lord to serve him with one consent. All of us gathered around to serve the Lord in unity with one consent. And you know, that's the way the Spirit of the Lord works. And, and I, can, I can remember that as a teenager when I was first filled with the Holy Ghost, and I, I, I remember that my heart was so full of love. If, if there were bad people around me, I didn't see it. <laughs> no, right. no, when, when, when the Spirit of the Lord moves upon your heart and mind, you don't see the negative. Not that it's not there. Not yeah. that we're gullible. Yeah. But the Lord kind of removes the scales from your eyes. And you see people differently. Oh God, help me see people the way you see them. Yeah. And, but then the decision comes constantly every single day of our life. My way are God's way. But the secret of serving God successfully has been and always will be an attitude, like you mentioned before, of humility and meekness. These are words that really are powerful words. And uh, in the times that I've studied, you know, the fruits of the Spirit that you referred to earlier, you know, Meekness is way down on the end of the list. Humility is way down on the end of the list. Mm -hmm. 
But I have learned that probably God just put that list in that order because he wanted to. But the way the list really works is you start at the other end. Mm -hmm. And that's how you work toward peace and joy and love and gentleness yeah. and long-suffering. I, I think I remember you saying that, teaching that at a men's retreat. Yeah. Teaching it that way. Starting yeah. there, because we gotta, we got to be humble in order to climb up this, these you're, steps. You're not getting there mm -hmm. without that humility and mm -hmm. that meekness. And, uh, and you know, it brings, a, it brings a song to your heart. It did to Defi Zephaniah here. Yeah. It brought a song. He, he, he was excited about what the Lord was going to do. And so in the third chapter, a lot of these prophets really knew how to sing, evidently. <laughs> yeah. But there was probably some Israelites that probably couldn't even carry it too. <laughs> but he's, he's saying, everybody, come on. Oh, sing, oh, daughter of Zion. Shout, oh, Israel, be glad and rejoice with all the heart. It sounds like there's dancing in the street here, doesn't right. it? It says, yeah. O daughter of Jerusalem, the Lord hath taken away thy judgment. He hath cast out thine enemy, the king of Israel, even the Lord. The Lord is in the midst of thee. Yeah. You know, that's one thing I really like about when we gather together in our church. And it's been this way for the 50 some odd years that I have been privileged to be part of this congregation that every time I come to the house of the Lord I feel that the Lord's in the midst yeah. he's ready to move I, and I love that as well I mean we talked about all this doom and gloom right but then we finally get to the point and that's what the Lord's saying here hey you go through all, all this doom and gloom all this kind of stuff but you can make it to this point where I will be in the midst of you. Amen. Right? And that's what we're shooting for. And then continue on in verse 16 there. It says, In that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear thou not, and to the Zion, let not thy hands be slack. Basically, don't let your hands be weak right now. Uh, the Lord thy God is in the midst of thee. It is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will, uh, he will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. I mean, that's a wonderful presence to be around that the Lord, great God Almighty, yes. is having joy being in your presence. And he, and he being in your presence and I being in his presence. There's joy in, the that, in the land right there. And because the Lord is in the midst, don't be slack. Don't be weak. Keep doing the work of the Lord. Don't let your hands be feeble. A similar verse here in Isaiah 62, 5 says, For as a young man marrieth, a virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee. And as the bridegroom rejoiceth over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. And that is what, what we all want, the Lord to just rejoice that, that we've done right, that we've made it to see him. Amen. And that's what everyone should desire. And I, I certainly uh, believe that people do. They want to be recognized by the Lord and says, well done. Right. Thou good and faithful servant, enter in to my rest. Praise the Lord. And, and, and to be excited, you know, 
you got all of this, like we talked about doom and gloom and all of these things going on, and, and there are some awfully terrible things coming in the last hour. That's true. But it's not a time to be sad. It's time to rejoice. It's trying to lift up our eyes and look for the coming of the Lord and expect God to do what he wants to do because God is a delivering God. God is a healing God. God is a merciful God. Isn't it wonderful to be treasured by the Lord? Zephaniah, the third chapter in the 19th verse. Behold, at that time, I will undo all that afflict thee, and I will save her that halteth. That's a curious phrase there, that halteth. In other words, sometimes we get so depressed. Sometimes we get so fearful. Sometimes we get so uh, confused that we just stop in our track. Mm -hmm. Instead of moving forward. And there, sometimes people are just stymied when God wants them to keep moving. God wants them to keep believing. Yeah. And he says, that's what I'm going to do. You don't have to, you don't have to be worrying about any of those things. We're going forward and gather her that was driven out. And I will get them praise and fame in every land where they have been put to shame. At that time, I will bring you again, even in the time that I gather you. For I will make you a name and a praise among all people of the earth. When I turn back your captivity, you know, people yeah. are bound today. People are bound. They're bound by a lot of things. And the enemy plays tricks on people. But the Lord, in his presence, there's liberty. That's right. And in faith, there's the ability to go forward. Yeah, that uh, is an important day. I will turn back your captivity before your eyes, saith the Lord. Amen. You know, really, Zephaniah, the, the entire book is like, there's a remnant seed that's going to endure all the great, terrible day of the Lord. And it's up to you and I if we want to be a part of that remnant seat. It's up to everybody sitting at home. It's up yes. to you if you want to be a part. It's there for the taking. And as we read, we talked about it. We mentioned it, what, four or five times. If I could just be humble and I could be meek and I could say, Lord, you know, not my will, but thine be done That's in my secret. life. Oh, yes. And he will guide you and he will lead you and you can be a part of that remnant seed that's Praise going to make the it through these this great and terrible day so we hope that something that has been said today has been a blessing to you has encouraged you has has maybe woken us up a little bit right because that's exactly what zephaniah was was doing right here he definitely uh woke me up to a few things and but we hope that it's been a blessing and it's been encouragement to you and if you have a if you have a need today, if you have a prayer, send those in at prayermastershouse.org or click the link below. We'll definitely uh, pray over those needs, asking God to come in and minister, to heal, to set free, to deliver, because our God is capable of all things. So, Brother Hal, thank you so much for everything you had to share. And, and if you would now, would you, would you dismiss us now with a word of prayer? Thank you, loving Jesus, for caring so much for us. 
wrapping your arms around us so many, many times and gathering us in. And we know, oh Lord, you want to do that for everyone that's listening here to this presentation. And oh Lord, bless our hearts in this hour that's coming. For we know, oh Lord Jesus, your strength will be our strength if we believe and trust in you. Thank you, dear Lord. And we ask that you bless our shepherd in a special way tonight and his family. Touch his body, touch his mind, touch his spirit. Lord, move throughout his entire household. In your name, Jesus, we ask these things. Amen. Amen. Good night and God bless. Thank you.